0: Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. So I thought this was absolutely fascinating. At live audience events, women are often outnumbered by men when it comes to asking questions. And apparently it's a difficult habit to break. Why is that the case? Why do women... uh, ask less questions than men do in public at public events. Daniel Den Hollander, clinical psychologist. Daniel, very good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you?
1: Hi, thank you for having me back on the show. Um, Very good morning to you,
0: Alex. Good morning. So it's an interesting one because we obviously are, we, we, we as much as possible want to move towards an equal society, give people, um, you know, the options and uh, the comfort to, to behave in this way. But yet somehow there does seem to be a disparity. Yes.
1: And and I think, you know, sometimes we've got to be also a bit patient um, in regards with change um, because often the the, the most difficult um, change to to relieve ourselves from Mm. is the change of the mind, the the change of of how we are perceived, uh, which is often something that that, that happens within our own minds rather than um, necessarily something that uh, somebody else can liberate us from.
0: So it's it, but is it changing? Are we moving at least in the right direction? Can we be comforted by that?
1: I think we're in a difficult stage at the moment. Um, I think that um, you, you see here. Here's the problem: is that um, you can't liberate a person. A person needs to liberate themselves. That that that's the, the dynamic that comes on there. If if you liberate somebody, then you, you, the person's not really free. Um and I think to an extent is, is what ha- what's happening now is that you, that, that the best that we can do in regards to something like this is to change the perception and create the opportunities for people to be able to actualize their own power and their own strength. But we cannot do it for another person. That's counterintuitive.
0: Mm. <laughs> Interesting. Trudy says, <laughs> thanks Trudy. Uh, good morning Howard. It's because <laughs> women know all the answers. <laughs> I think that uh, yeah, yeah. And if they ask a question, it's really just to confirm it.
1: <laughs> you know, uh, when 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 I was asked about this topic, um, mm. you see, I, I think to some extent, you know, I, I always find myself being the one asking questions at um, at yes. conferences and so forth. Um, but I think to an extent, just to say, I think maybe one part of it is that. It is difficult to ask questions in those difficult situations because, you know, there's a lot of pressure on you. Um, you know, first of all, um, you're talking about something that you might not be as um, an expert in it right. as the person who's speaking mm-hmm. because uh, otherwise you would have been the one doing the talk. Um, secondly is, you know, your own position in that room. Uh, because, you know, you don't want to sound like a know-it-all and you don't want to sound like you're promoting Mm, your own mm, ego here. mm. Um, And I think thirdly, maybe also is, um, you know, you've been sitting in the listening role and now you're going into the talking role. Um, You also don't want to make answers if you're asking a a silly question that's already been answered in the talk. So I think there's a lot of pressure on on a situation like that. And it is true, is that the reality has been for, for a long time. Um, that there's um, prejudice and stigmatization that take, that took place, um, especially in regards to, to gender. Um, and I think as a result of that, um, that, that adds an, a, another layer of pressure on into the room, and that, that really mm-hmm. is so. And um, so to, to be able to step into that space and to be able to, to say what you need to be said, that, that the amount of pressure both externally and internally is immense and in a moment like that, I mean, Q&As are very short periods in the talk. Um, if you don't grab your opportunity, you might not have it. Um, and on top of that as well is, uh, often it's a microphone that's being passed around. You've mm-hmm. got to make yourself very visible. So it's it, it a huge spotlight on you, um, to be able to be involved in a moment like that. Um, and I think to an extent, it's then about, uh, two processes. The one is, um, the one that, that we, we can control, which is about prejudice and, and making certain people feel more uncomfortable than others. And that, that always is something that we need to work on. You know, our own prejudice, our own biases, um, it's something that we're constantly be critically engaging with. But I think secondly as well is um, that for each one of us, uh, the ability to be able to hold your own opinion in, 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 in a crowd is, it's not the easiest process. It's not the easiest thing to do. Um, even after asking a question and I get a good response, I'm still wondering afterwards: Have I asked it? I asked it right? Did mm, I mm. ask the right question? Did I? So and, and that sort of self doubt um, that that always accompanies something like that. That
0: if if, if there's
1: any vulnerability around that, um, that becomes can become
0: detrimental. Very interesting indeed. It is about to go nine o'clock. Carol says might divulge personal weaknesses. Indeed, I think uh, that's uh, that's really what uh, what we are saying: vulnerabilities, weaknesses, uh, lack of confidence in some areas. It's something just to be aware of. But it's also a pity not to ask your questions when you when you can get answers to something that you might be interested in. That was Daniel Den Holland, a clinical psychologist, uh, talking to us about that notion.